Travis Scott drops. Nike strength. And then maybe a special guest. Let's do it. Swoosh Life Podcast. Season 3. Welcome back, everybody, to the Swoosh Life Podcast, episode 57. A little new intro there for you, but we are back. Little emergency pod. Not really emergency, as I said on our Instagram story last night, but we're back and we're talking everything from the Travis Scott drop to a special guest later tonight joining us and um, and Nike strength, which we'll get into because I'm all on board on that. So, boys, how we been? How's it going? Round the horn. Matt, hit us up first. It's been good. It's been a wild ride uh, the last two weeks seeing the golf world get turned upside down. One of my favorite releases of the year. Uh, technically upon us, or, you know, I was able to hit on the Olympic sixes. That's oh, not, yeah, I wasn't trying to tease. That, yeah. Did not heat on the other. Yeah, we. I mean, it's our most watched reel this year. Nice. So I know, I went <laughs> so, right over it in the intro. It's okay. We got a lot to catch up on. So, yeah, I mean, honestly, it's, it's been really good. Look, fall, fall golf, you're trying to maximize. Me for work, work just takes over the whole month of September. So I haven't seen the course. I see the course on Friday, hopefully, knock on wood. Uh, we've gotten a little warm spell here. So, Keith, how you doing? Doing great, guys. It's great to catch up. Olympics, six, looks great. Reels, Matt, that's why I killed it, because I had you in yeah, it, right. so that's good. <laughs> uh, the Travis Scott shoes, awesome. Love, I know we're going to get into it, love the backward swoosh. It's not really backwards, but it's like facing the right way kind of swoosh on the shoe. But I've been up and down with golf and stuff. Right now, it's like the most beautiful time to play up here in New England. So, going to try to get out. Uh, hopefully, get out maybe a couple of times next week. But uh, other than that, everything else is good. Maybe a rendezvous. To catch up with you guys. Yeah, I mean, Keith. Keith might come up on my way next week, and we may actually get together for the first time this year. I've always promised about thirty-five thousand times on this podcast this year. <laughs> yeah. If, if it makes you guys, if it makes you guys feel better. Uh, what is it? I, I was going to try and meet up with Nick Spears at the Live Golf. It didn't happen because I was just coming back uh, from a trade show in another city. And then when I was in Texas, I kept bugging Carlo, Coach Carlos at Keaton Park and Jordan Rogers. I'm like, hey, if I drive from Houston up to Dallas, I've made that drive many times before. Uh, and, and I think what people don't realize about driving in Texas, it's very flat. So you'll be doing like a hundred and it doesn't feel like you're moving. Like there's just a Whataburger in the distance that doesn't move. And you're like, am I going anywhere? But there, you know, I was willing to drive and I was like, you know what? I got one day, which was Sunday to make it from Houston to Chicago, down to Orlando on Monday night. So I was like, ah, so I, I've also fumbled the bag. on meeting friends of the program. Yeah. It's a, I haven't been able to get out. I have a one-year-old now. We had her birthday party. So that was kind of been, occupying my headspace um i did get out and play one of the private courses in the area um finally check it off i've got like three two or three more left in my area that i really need to get to so um and that was a beautiful day we went out in the afternoon gorgeous fall golf great little course too um and uh 
had a blast. Didn't play great. Shot 86. I mean, but I haven't played enough. And um not sure when I'm going to play again. Hopefully next week. Do these I'm scores count in it. season for you guys? Do you guys record these scores? Uh, yeah. I think uh, yeah. posting season is uh, till November 1st, I believe. Correct. Yeah. So, yep. Up here. And then normally the club closes around that time, too. Sometimes you can sneak out. You get those that random, like, warm day in November. I did play on my birthday one year. I remember that. I remember I've never done that before. My birthday being November 26th, almost th- pretty much Thanksgiving. I was born on Thanksgiving. Um, and being out, I took the day off and I went and played and that was like a wild experience for me. Cause I was like, I've never done this before. And it was, it was great. So, so a fall try, golf. Try playing band- on, Go ahead. I'll say try playing on January 16th, which I've done, which is crazy up here. That's Just, awesome. You can almost I, play every month up here. And like I know it's, uh, there's a couple of guys in this area that like make it their mission to golf at least once a month, every month. Yeah. Which I think is really cool, like because you can get that warm like day, like at the beginning of December, where you can get out still, um, and then maybe like, maybe there's snowbirds and you go away for January, February, March, you know. So, um, but I've I've you know seen it done before. It's a good goal. You know what? I've tried I've tried two years in a row, and I've fallen like a month or two short. Yeah. And the problem is, it's just so cold. You're like, what's the point? Like, why am I out here? Like, it's yeah. like hitting off of a mat. Yeah, you've got hand warmers, you've got three layers on. Uh, but I think we can count a bad fall golf round as a handicap win, right? Like that's going to help get the handicap up. True, true. I got down to an 8.6 this year, which I thought nice. was pretty great. But I saw something the other day and it was like, is an eight hand, five to eight handicapper just like the worst like handicap that you, that you can be? Like you, you can't consistently break 80. Like you are good enough that you can't like win matches in things, but like not good enough to be like outstanding. You're just kind of like in a no man's land from five to eight, five to nine handicap range. It's just a, you're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. And And I'll tell you, and I'll tell you, I've dropped down. I'm I'm back down to like an 11. I'm almost back to single digit territory, but I've been to single digit territory where you've been. And the problem is also, at least when people ask you your handicap and you say, oh, I'm a 12 or a, or a 14, like nobody's going to suspect you of cheating. Everybody yeah. thinks it's respectable. Like nobody thinks that you uh, screw off of work, <laughs> that you golf too much, right? Like they're not expecting fireworks as a 12 or a 13, right? So you can still dazzle them. But to your point, you say a single digit number, like seven or eight, and you're like, eh, it's not scratch. You're not, you're not, you know, yeah. you're not impressing anybody. It is golf purgatory is what yeah. is what being a five to nine handicap is right now. No. And in that range, it's like you go out and something's not working every other time. Short game's not working. Driver's working that day. You, you just that five to eight handicap range is just it's a hit or miss, a good day, bad day kind of yeah, thing. Absolutely. You can't pull it all together. So the worst part is finding something like at the end of the year. I found a lot of stuff at the end of the year, especially with my driver. And and we talked about this in the last podcast, like swinging your swing and like step through drive. Yeah, you know how many times I've remembered to do the step through drive in the last three rounds that I've played? Uh, three times, all on like the 18th hole. And I'm like, oh, but but oh. do they work? Yes, oh, that's shit. the problem. It's like, what the heck? Like, 
like, why haven't I remember? Why do I always remember on like the seventeenth hole, and then I'm like, oh shoot, okay, I do it on the eighteenth hole, and it's a pipe city down the way. Like, is that just the golf gods being like, ha ha, we got you, come on back, bitch? So I will tell you, know? you, I always have this like September, this September lull where I don't play, and I'll have like a month off, and then you're like, oh, you know what? There's still time in the golf season. I will say, if for those of you that are higher handicaps. If you haven't played in a while, now's the time to go out there and try something new. Mm -hmm. Like it's erased out of your memory because I will tell you, I used to have a like a really super strong grip when I first started golfing. And I took one of these like six week, month long hiatuses. And all of a sudden, like I could actually properly grip the club. I was like, you know what? It feels weird. I'm going to try a proper grip this time. And it's stuck and it's stuck ever since. So sometimes it is good to like get out of that rhythm and maybe try something new. Yeah. And then on that case, too. Wear something new. Wear your damn shoes and maybe put on one of those shoes that have been in the box, you know? Because really, the leaves are going to suck up all the mud, not the grass, not your shoes, you know? So it's a good time. It's, I don't know, it's a fun time too. It's a fun time to play with colors, you know? Those we talked about on the last show about about the Bordeaux pants and everything. Good, good time for Bordeaux pants. I wore, wore some of those, uh, my red pants the other day, which I, I got last year for Christmas, haven't fit since. And then I got him on the other day, and I was like, "Whoa, all right." It was a laydown get on, but I got him on. So, uh, <laughs> and it was, uh, you know, it was nice. Like you just play with the colors. Like I mean, I know Keith always is a big, big colors guy in the fall. You can play with the colors of the leaves. Yeah, just enjoy it. Wear something new, you know. Yeah, I gotta do. I gotta season. do that Bordeaux pant. But if I do that Bordeaux pant, then I gotta get the Masters Jordan Six to go with it. It's just so weird. Like when something drops six months ago. And now comes the pant that oh, goes along geez. with it. I know. Yeah. yeah. That pant came out in the five pocket now too, which is good. I know. So yeah. That's, a, that's that what I want to get. Because that's a, so that's a, my gripe with pants right now. I can't see the button on them when I'm purchasing it. And a snap does not work for big boys. All right. Like it's not going to work. So the five pocket has the clasp, like the underneath clasp that seals it. And then I think the, not exactly sure which ones, but the other ones have like the big, like heavy duty, like metal button that was like yeah. grommeted on almost. Those the ones, one, yeah. that is my jam right there. That's the one that I know I'm never popping that button off. And if I do, I've got problems. I've got problems. Speaking of being fat, uh, it's time to get skinny. And the way that we can get skinny is by this new line. From Nike in Nike Strength. Boys, have you checked this out? Have you seen what they have done in Nike Strength? I am, I'm floored. I'm just, I'm flabbergasted. Yeah. This is what I've needed. The only yeah. way I can work out is if I've got <laughs> Nike Strength, like a full setup, you know? Keith, I know you were in on it with me. You're, you're looking at buying something. What are your thoughts on this Nike strength line? Well, after you gave me the total through text of $5,000, let's split it. Let's yeah. all split it. <laughs> let's start. Someone said we should start. I should start a Nike gym. I was like, that would be amazing. We'd have a smoothie oh, bar. We'd have the murals yeah. on the wall. We would have like yeah. all of the athletes' workout regimens, and you could just pick which one you wanted to get into. I think it's a great cool. investment opportunity. It's also a lot of money. Yeah. So, but it's, I think it's, and I think Blake was saying it too. It's reasonable, or you were saying it, Gumby. It's a reasonable it is, price. It is reasonable with everything. That whole setup, everything, the bench, the plate, 
you know, the racks and everything. Um, one thing real quick, I like how uh, Nelly is part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Strength video. Yeah. Nelly's part of their, our, our female golfer, um, which is great. I love it. I love all the different colored plates and everything like that. It, it was something cool and like a nice surprise from Nike. Maybe getting back into the hard goods a little bit. I don't yeah. know. That's some hard goods right there. Some heavy, heavy hard goods. Matt, what do you think about it? Uh, I'm out on it. I don't. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I knew it. You didn't oh. got the money. You don't have the dreams we have. I'm just like, yeah. I need I, a new. I, I need a new. As you can tell, I, I invest. <laughs> I invest differently in my garage setup yeah. uh, behind me. But yeah, I mean, look. If I was uh-huh. building it, if I was building a home gym. And I had the garage set up and I was going to do my own thing. Yeah, I'd probably go this route because as Blake pointed out, it's pretty reasonable compared to other stuff that's out there. So I guess in that sense, yes. Like, do I feel the need to like go out and get Nike plates? Eh. Like it, it totally would be cool though to like do a Nike gym inside your garage and, and your home gym and, and totally yeah. deck it out. I, I see it. It's just not for me. Um, the other problem too I have is like, okay, so Keith, like to your point, like hard goods, right? Anytime Nike entered a hard good, they had some kind of differentiator, like something that was cool about it. And just like, and like quick brows, it just looks like plates with a swoosh on it. So cool, you know, like, but like, there's no like cool handles built into them or like a design element. Someone's saying that the Nike sign, like one of the Nike signs should have been a die cut, like actually cut out of it. So that would have been like the handle to like put it on. And I'm like, that would have been perfect. Right. That's instantly. Dope. The only Just cool one, thing, two of them. I mean, differentiator is the Nike grind plate that is made up of all the former like soles and rubber. That's cool. Stuff. So yeah. That is kind of cool. Forty-five pounder, and, yeah. And also the the barbells having different colors, being like an orange one and a red one, I think is is really dope. You don't really see that a whole lot too, which I think is is really cool so i don't know i i don't have the space for it my buddy has like the perfect like home garage like or at at home gym in his garage he's got a three car he gets two cars in in the winter and then his whole left side is just this home gym and it is he's got a tv in there he's got the squat rack he's got the benches he's got dumbbells like all this stuff and i'm like okay next house we have a three-car garage or whatever, if possible, whatever the dream house is, and we want this home gym. I already got a Peloton down here. Peloton and then a squat rack with a movable bench, the dumbbell rack, the kettlebells. My wife does a kettlebell like teaching class, actually, she does. Like, I'm all in on that. Like, that to me is like I'm in there every day because it's just that's the stuff that attracts me to a gym which is the stupidest thing. I understand that every other person who just goes to the gym regularly is rolling their eyes at me. I understand that. But like it's stuff like this that like has always gotten me in the like into it, like and over the top into it. Nike golf being one of them. I'm into golf because of Nike golf. Like that's so now yeah. Nike strength is here. I'm telling you, there is a cusp about to happen where I'm going to get into heavy weightlifting and I'm going to become this ridiculous bodybuilder because Nike's in strength now. You know what I mean? Like, we're close. We're really close. Someone just loaned me about 10 grand. Heck yeah. I mean, look, and I felt the hypocrisy coming out of my mouth just now where you're like, 
Well, Matt, they just put Nike Golf on like the joggers. And oh no, I, I, <laughs> you know I understand what I mean? where it comes from. But you know, for me, but it's like no, like the joggers are very golf specific. The ones yeah. that are out right now, and you know, hey, Tony Finau, Finau Fresh, thanks for giving us a little sneak peek at next year's. We we've saved that picture. We'll talk about it maybe at a later episode and stuff like that. But yeah, maybe I'm just waiting for like the next wave, like the next generation when they really start like maybe innovating on this stuff or, or making it look even cooler. So, yeah. you know, that's just, that's my thought process. Like I'm not, yeah. I guess I should say I'm not completely out. You're, you're pulling me back is, in slowly. I think it is, uh, from, for me to purchase it at this moment would be a very frivolous thing, which is not, I am right. not privy to frivolous spending at this moment. But if there was a real big want or need in my family with my wife and I to truly make like a home gym and put an investment in, there's all of this stuff is out there. And like Blake said, it is reasonably priced. So to get like a dumbbell storage rack that had Nike on it, I kind of like that. Like, and for 250, I don't know if you're gonna find the same like one comparable. Now there's knockoffs that you can get from Costco and BJ's and all that stuff, sure. But like I don't know. I kind of just would dig it more if it had a Nike sign on it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, and yeah. same thing with like uh a squat cage, like something like that to me is just like even dope that they even have it because it's not something that I ever thought that Nike would get into. They have had the weight belts, the gloves, the bands, the yoga, like all of that stuff. But to just to get into like strength and like make a plate and make a, you know, dip station and make a bench and a bar, all of that, I think is just, I think it's cool. I think it's innovative and new and it's not something that like, Adidas or Under Armour, which really I need to wash my mouth out with soap now, are doing in a sense, you know. My question for you guys, you know, is, uh, I, I mean, uh, I, I don't want to bring those guys up. It's actually shocking that Under Armour doesn't have something like this, or maybe they have already. Yeah, no, we don't pay attention to those guys. <laughs> so, well, 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 I don't we're, know. We're, we're going to ask you. You would think maybe with the Rock line that they have something, but I don't, yeah. I so, don't so that that leads to me my, yeah. to my question. And as always, like I'm looking for like the business case here. Yep. So do you guys think that people buying weights for their home in this post-COVID era, like I know COVID still exists. Mm -hmm. People are still catching it. But I'm just saying, you know, like we're back. We're out and about. The gyms are full. I was at the gym today and the gym was full. You guys feel like the, the home gym market is bigger than golf clubs? No. That's a great That's a great point. And that will no. lead you to, do you think golf clubs would come back? I think that they've made it. We've got to take it over the top, don't they? <laughs> they've, they've made their point clear on golf, and I think that is the hard part, that I don't think they would come back. But I think they're trying to do something different with this. And maybe it's like, I mean, from the video that they have, teaser video, there's, you know, Saquon Barkley and... Like you said, Nelly's in it, and I think um, Derrick Henry and some others. You know what I mean? Like, I think they're looking at their athletes. They're looking at other bigger athletes, and like maybe it's a CrossFit setting or something like that. I think of uh, what is it? Melena Savage. She was on um, the one of the golf uh, channel shows with her sister, but she's like a, she still works for Nike. I think she works for Team Nike. I think I follow her still. Um, but she's big into CrossFit, stuff like that. Like, 
don't know, I think you're looking at people that like that that do that from their athletes, and it's a way to like Russell Wilson to this like to get their athletes something cool for their gyms, you know, people that can afford it. There's there's always a high end market of everything, right? And I think that is the you know possible get for this. Like I said, I put everything into my cart because I wanted to see what it was. You get a discount based off of how much poundage you have gathered, I should say. So like that is if you buy 1245s you're at 500 pounds. I don't know if that's the math. Uh, 600 pounds, I guess. Close. Um, you get like 50% off, you know, and a uh, thousand pounds. And I'm guessing it's because it's obviously because of shipping and the way that this would get shipped is a thousand pounds is a hundred percent free ship. So um, I put, I think. I put yeah. one of everything plus extra, you know, uh, plates and uh, bumper plates and stuff too, because you just never know. And it came out to like, like I said, about five thousand dollars pre-tax, so probably six thousand bucks for a full gym setup. And I, I would assume that is comparable to some of these other markets that are doing full, you know, squat racks and barbells and all that stuff. You know, I look at like Good Good, who's a golf YouTube channel, and they just had a warehouse and they've added a gym in their warehouse, and it's sponsored by somebody I don't know, but like. I'm sure that was probably $10,000 to put all of that in. You know what I mean? So what's the difference in a sense, you know? I don't know. I just think it's cool. And I'm a big it's fan cool. of seeing a black and white. The black and white plate just gives me Booby Miles vibes. And I love it. Like Friday Night Lights, Booby Miles. Got black nights on your feet. Matt, you made a you made a good point. With You said more people, the gyms are crowded and everything like that now. Years, a couple of years ago, when the pandemic started and everything, everybody, weight, workout equipment, weights were selling out everywhere. Do you think this could possibly be like a leftover or too much was ordered back in the day? And now they're just like, he's just trying this out, not late to the game or anything, but just like trying to take care of that extra storage that could be possibly. So they're always going back to the gym and everything. It could be. I feel like that's like when Gumby called out. Remember when they did like the, all the sweaters and the, the like the, the basic kind of with the crest yeah. and they did it for all the sports. Yeah. Yeah. Is that yeah. something that was just like way late? Cause we were like, why are you dropping sweaters in June or July? Yeah. Yeah. Could exactly. it, Maybe they started working on this, you know, and the balls yeah. were already in motion, so to speak, I guess the other question, and this is a question that we'll ask our guests later on. Cause it is a collab question. Then if you don't see Nike ever getting back in golf clubs, could you see a Nike collab with a current golf club maker? I mean, I think bring Volt back, do like a Volt. I would love that. But like, I don't know. We're seeing it, right? We're going to talk about this collab a little bit later if it's new segment, tired or wired. Um, Fire or tired. Fire or tired. I messed that up. Tire or wired also works, but fire or tired. As dads, we are. Again, we're still in a new segment. We have not, we're product testing. Um, Red Bull Racing. And TaylorMade did a collab. Now, I'm a TaylorMade guy at post-Nike golf clubs. Let's put it that way. And um, I'm a Mercedes guy in my team, F1. So I'm like, I like it. I think the stuff is really cool. 
that I'm not going to buy because I'm not a, I'm not a Red Bull guy. But I do like it a lot. Like it's hard not to not want to buy it, you know, in some of that collab. And so I could see somebody getting on that train eventually. You know, I don't know who it is. I think Taylor made probably the most logical one to jump on something like that. But I would love to see someone maybe like a Strixon or something like that take a um a jump. You know, not a Strixon, but maybe like a Mizuno take a jump with that. Like that would be kind of interesting. But I don't know. I don't I can't picture anyone other than TaylorMade, because like Callaway's not going to, Titleist isn't going to. I, I don't know, Matt. Do you think of anybody that would pop out? I think I'm interested in in hearing uh, Keith's opinion first, because and the the reason is just because they've got Rory, they've they've got uh, Scotty Scheffler, yeah, and and of course we're going to talk about T Dub in a little bit with Keith as he uh, unmutes himself here. We'll talk about uh, T Dub and his current fits. Fit picks as he uh, yeah. <laughs> runs around the haystack. Oh boy! Uh, but yeah, you know they've got three Nike guys. Could you see like a tailor-made Nike club? I'm a Red Bull fan, by the way, so I'm here for it. But I know I you are. Me. I know. Yeah. But I'm also one of the new guys. Like I'm new to the sport. I'm like, oh, and this guy wins everything. Fine. Like it's boring now. Come on, Max. Let some other people win. I could see something, something with this, like you know how. Like hockey example, Nike Bauer was a thing. I could see a Nike tailor made and just like release this. Well, I know we talked about this, like a putter or something like that, just to get the ball rolling, see how it does. I think it would blow out of the water, it would just sell out crazy. You know, it'd be a limited release, but definitely our our top athletes who are currently with Nike and wearing our Nike apparel, most of them are with tailor made. You know, Rory Tiger, Tommy. Um, it's just, it's just something that I think could happen down the road a little bit. So, yeah. Yeah. I think we said putters and wedges might kind of make sense. Like, and I don't know, like maybe, maybe if they were going to do it first, like do it with like a boutique brand. I mean, obviously artisan is the obvious choice, but like, I look at like a bet Nardi, right? Like a bet Nardi does wedges. Yeah. So they could bring back some of the grinds and, and have Bettinardi do the wedges. And on top of that, like Bettinardi only does milled faces. So maybe they could create slots and, and get the method tech back in there or create a method insert that they could and pop they do, in there. They do Tony's putter, right? So yeah, I think he's been in and out. He had a Peretti for a little bit. And then I think he won with the ping. And that's when we got all excited. Or, the, or is it the Toulon? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was he was going around oh. a little bit, but I, I feel like when he finally won, everybody's like, Oh, he went to a 38 inch or he went to a longer putter finally, yeah. and it was it was uh it was a ping. But yeah, uh, I kind of hinted at it. Keith, what do you think about T dub? Uh with yeah, the he's gonna mic drop this and then head out to his hockey game. I know, so I, I want you to drop you know, drop what you think about it. I want to put you on the spot here because and to set the stage for those of you who have not been keeping up, he did have a couple of appearances, and I noticed like he's wearing a Raiders hat at at one of the appearances. You know, it's not a Nike hat. It matched beautiful with everything he was wearing, right? Yeah, it but then I love by the way, I that is love, so Tiger too that he would wear cam black and white camo and a Raiders hat like this football. I don't know. Hey, I'm a I'm this a Call of Duty shirt. guy. I'm a Call of Duty guy. He had the Call of Duty hoodie, Nike That's basketball fine. shorts. He did have those. And That's then fine. obviously we know what's going on on the feet. We're not he, gonna talk about that. Do you feel like he's trying to send a message in these like 
kind of unofficial appearances where it's like Nike basketball shorts and that's it? Do you, you feel like it's it's sending a message? Is it a negotiating tactic? Uh, yes, fifty fifty. Yeah, time's ticking in the next couple of weeks here. That's all I'm gonna say about that. So I don't mind. I think it's good that he's out there relaxed and everything like that. I know he's going to be in the spotlight wherever he goes or wherever he steps foot, especially with Charlie. Charlie's not really wearing everything head to toe. Nike, you do see him in the competitions. He does have, you know, T-Dub, uh, he had the T-Dub vest on, which was awesome with the T-Dub logo on the back. Like that was just like, that had to be framed. That picture has to be framed. But, um, um, what was I going to say? With Tiger dressed like that, I think it's absolutely fine. I think there's good news coming. Um, it's good to see him out and about. But even when he was doing the charity event over the weekend at the at the par three course at uh, Pebble Beach, he was still wearing everything except for you know what down below. And it was great to see. It's not yeah. like he's not wearing it all the time. And he's a call. He's a gamer. He's always been. Yeah, it just he's it's so been, He's been a kid, and he always will be a kid. That's yeah. a T Dub for you right there. Yeah, it's just really him with like the hat and the he's always repped his team, he's always repped yeah. his like thing, and I think it's football just, season, right? It's, he's out yeah. in the bay, like in that area. Yeah, no, uh, hey, I I loved it. You know, he looked like me grocery shopping on a Sunday afternoon. You know, yeah. Call of Duty hoodie, basketball yeah. shorts, and maybe still some golf cleats on and stuff like that. So Keith, Keith has to run, but before he runs, we're gonna run into a quick score. So give us a quick score. Keith, and then you can say goodbye and bounce out. And then Gumby and I will, will talk about the Olympic six dropping uh, members access right now. What would you score the Jordan six golf uh, Ryder cup, I guess, uh, as some have called it or the Olympic as some have called it. It's a good drop. It was a good call, Matt, by you as well. Great call. Nothing beats red, white, and blue. I'm sorry, but nothing beats those colors, especially in this type of shoe as well. Uh, for the six um i think it's awesome it's it's cool to start seeing people wear it out on the course especially next year gumby i know you always rock red white and blue on memorial day fourth yep. of july yep. and labor day it's the go so wear your goddamn shoes get the get the sixes score wise like i said nothing will ever beat red white and blue um usa all the way olympics so i'll I'll give it like a 4.2, 4.25. We can round it up to 4.3. I was going to go like 4.7 and be like reverse July 4th. <laughs> but, but boys, it's also hockey season. So I hate to do this. You know, I love staying on here. I just don't ever want to miss it. So I'm glad I get to catch up. Have fun with our guests. I hope everything works out. Don't talk too much Tiger for me, please. Keep that for next time. And hopefully some good news will come out of there. But it's hockey season, and right now I can't order $5,000 worth of uh, workout equipment. So I'm going to go skate for 60 minutes straight. And uh, peace out, guys. Thanks there you for go. See you, Keith. Thanks for joining us. Get well, man. Yep. Olympic sixes is the topic right now. And, man, oh, man, uh, like we said, Matt called this. He's still waiting on his car mines, but um, Olympic sixes are – are great and uh you've already copped you've you've said that so uh how are you feeling about them because i know that you've been waiting for them for a long time you you did not buy a couple certain pairs of shoes because you had held out hope that these would come yeah you know and the, 
thing it still bugs me that they didn't do like this for the U.S. Open. Again, like I said, U.S. Open was in L.A. Uh, Jordan's first Olympics, even though he wasn't a Nike guy yet, was at the L.A. Olympics. Uh, Coach USA, where Bobby Knight said he's the best basketball player I've ever seen. This back, uh, you know, before he's even drafted. So the other problem is, too, like that would have been in July and I could have worn them. Like now they're going to come and I'm not even going to like play again the rest of the year. It's the same thing that happened here, like with the 12s. Like I got the playoff 12s. I much prefer the playoff 12s to the taxis. But guess what? These dropped in December and I I got to wear them like the first couple of rounds of the year. Yeah. And then all the all the fire started dropping and I was like, oh, well, guess I got to move on then. from A shoe that I was really looking forward to wearing. So and and then the other thing too is like now this like diminishes my hope that a carmine comes out because like there's nothing on the calendar that would say unless like they do that as a Christmas color. That's why well, I was almost I mean, hoping they would the do a mix. They, they we know this. There's a holiday drop coming. We've been told what shows up in holidays. We don't know. You know we have hope and speculation of certain shoes. But maybe that is where a Carmine comes is is at the holidays because yeah. I don't know. I mean, it makes sense. A red we and white. We still technically shoe. need an Oreo. We still technically need an Oreo. Yeah. The Eastside Golf one is fantastic. I I, get, I think I gave that a five zero. Yeah, I've got the Eastside Golfs. Love. I played in them. Uh, got them dirty along with. Uh, I don't know if you guys caught the foursome that I was with. Everybody else had peaches on. Peaches NXT I love and Air Max ninety. Wearing the peaches, that's that was awesome. So shout out to my brother Kevin and Sarah that were with us. That was awesome. So yeah, um, and the other thing that I'm holding out hope: twelves had like a run. They had the blues that came out, the cherry reds came out, and the playoffs came out all in this kind of fall season. Yeah. Hopefully they follow form. Score wise, these are like a four seven four six for me. Uh, yeah. One of the things that they didn't do so on the Olympic shoe. Uh, it's ice on that outer nub, uh, and they had to like where the spike attaches. They didn't do ice or clear. They did another round of navy. I don't know. Like you've got yeah. the designer's eye. I, I'm interested in your score and like that piece throws it off for me. Like I don't know why they didn't go red there, or yeah, just, no, right just straight where, white. Where you're talking about at the forefoot, like yeah, yeah. I, I now you know I didn't notice it beforehand. Now that you've pointed it out, it's like breaking the ice. It's like I can't not see it, you know. <laughs> so, um, for me, like it's uh, I really like it, and I think it's the shoe that we needed to get. Is you need Olympic, and uh, eventually we'll get like a car. I hope we get a Carmine and all that stuff. But, um, but I don't know. It's a lot of zigzag for me. Any like same thing with Oreos. It's a little bit too much of like um, opposites and like yeah. a lot of contrast. This which is where is we totally prefer. Fine. I love contrast, and right? You, you like, and yeah. I, but I don't. I don't mind contrast, but I like it in like in like a subtle or a simple like clean way. And I'm not saying that the sixes aren't clean. I just think like that uh, for me, just any type of. Uh, light versus dark shoe, like even the Oreos, I don't think I would score too high, but I think there probably could have been more red in this a little bit. Um, but I know that original or uh, original Olympics didn't have that much red, so it's I, I think it's still a four or five for me. Um, but it's not it, it's not going to hit a five, you know, on that. But I'm glad that it came out. And I'm glad we were one of the first to call it. I would say. 
without without prior knowledge. Sometimes we have prior knowledge and we like it was just a you know it was, it was, it was, it was truly like a a hope and a prayer. But there were guys. I mean, like a shout out to T up kicks with Chris and yeah. and and Blake who who they were saying they were like it's coming. It's coming. Just nobody kind of knew when it was going to come. And then, yeah. you know, hey, it's coming for the Ryder Cup. It's coming. But then it drops two weeks after the Ryder Cup. Do you think it's better or worse that it comes this far after uh, an American defeat at the Ryder Cup? It's probably better in a sense, like that it did not come at that time or right when the Ryder Cup was because the Ryder Cup was over on Friday. Um, so, <laughs> but I think, I don't know. I personally don't believe that Jordan Golf is in tune with golf scheduling to like care to get this out on time. Like we've sort of seen that with Masters releases and stuff like that. Like Peaches dropped and you had Peaches in hand pre Masters. Um Masters because beat. I think that's because they wanted to launch a week early with Anwa. Nike Golf did, and and I'm, but yeah. I'm super happy with that. I, right. yeah, I yeah. rocked my my peaches to the office masters party. You know what I mean? But then week of day of whatever first start of masters is when the you know the Bordeaux like sixes come out and sort of on par with I I guess. Augusta, you know, we we had that debate a long time ago on what they were. So I think that they kind of march to the beat of their own drum on how they want to release things and when they should come out and what they're, you know, trying to, like, stick with. But overall, like, I, I think we should just be happy that they're coming out. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that's where uh, obviously we have a podcast talking about that stuff, so we're going to get a little nitpicky into scheduling and timing of releases but overall they're here it's good they're here it's good that they keep making um collabs in a sense um and um and i kind of see where where it goes from there I, i'm really curious to see what happens next year because i think that they have uh exhausted is not the right word but exhausted their catalog of quite popular silhouettes that makes sense i know i know more jordan heads will have a different say on that um than what i am but uh, well, no it's it's fair because your thoughts man. no it, it's fair and i was going to ask you another question as we get up here but our guest is on his way by the way i've just got the message just got the bad signal. all right so yeah when it comes to like the one kind of kicked it off, right? Like it was a one high free outsole, um, right? Then they did a nine. Then they did the six with the free outsole that we all love. And then they kind of turned into this like, hey, let's let's make it more truer to the – they did the 11, obviously. And then they said, hey, you know what? Now we're going to go like more true to the originals. So they hit up the fours. Uh, they did the fives. They hit three, three, four, five. They did sixes again, so they came back out with sixes, but now more like in true and like its original form. So yeah, you know, like I, I'd say, you know what, seven and eights are still very popular. People will, you know, yearn for those. I think. Yeah. Uh, interesting enough, like I don't know how you would do the ten in a golf shoe because the the selling point of the ten was the sole had all his accomplishments accomplishments right. on it. 
I always thought the 14 would make a really good shoe because that was already like a mid, like a lower mid cut shoe than it was. So I like, I like that. They, oh, I'm sorry. They did the 13. They did the 13 with the Lunar Lawn bottom to it. So they've never like turned it back. But that was like the 13 is all like even chunkier than the 12 is. So like yeah. for some people who have said, hey, the 12, I got to break it in. And it's a little, it sits a little tall. I think the 13, you would run into those same issues. Yeah. I think it'd be interesting. I think the two has made a, a much larger comeback than I ever expected it, but I don't think they would go there with it. Cause it's just not, I don't know, but yeah. When they bring back the two, they brought them back the two, like as a collab, a lot of times with like a lot of artists. Yeah. And, right. and it does really well. Finally did it a cement two this year, which I really liked. I, I wouldn't mind seeing that. I think the two, I don't know. I think the mid or the high, you know, are people going away from low tops now in fashion? Because I, I was shocked to see they bring the one high G come yeah. in. You know, that, that white Masters one and then the Bordeaux one all of a sudden. It's like, oh, like we didn't even like make a big deal about that. Like there was like no fanfare for, hey, they're re-releasing a high top in the golf. I, it's funny because like I, I like the look of a high top because it's old school. It's different. You can wear it with jeans or whatever. I mean, I have blazers, right? Like. Everybody has a pair of blazers. It looks good as like a going out shoe, whatever. I don't town shoe. I have a very hard time putting on those blazers. <laughs> and like, I don't know. I'm also very lazy that I have the the hyper flex or whatever the go fly e. Sorry, yeah. brain for. And I literally <laughs> step into them every day, and that's it. Like I don't tie my shoes anymore. So to put on something like the, uh, you know a blazer. I gotta lace it up like a, like almost like a combat boot. I it's <laughs> it's it's hard for me sometimes, and and I and I think that like there's a lot more people that care more about fashion than I do, <laughs> and and that's kind of the what you're seeing is like even I mean, but you're even seeing kill shots out there, and you're seeing you know some like the low blazer like get its run uh, of stuff. So it's um you know. I think it's just different. And I've got something for you. So last pod you mentioned, you're like, hey, um, it was it was a rainy day. I had you had some spikeless shoe. I forget what which spikeless shoe you had on. And you said you went into the clubhouse and you almost did the splits, or you almost like, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, was it the? Oh, it was the it was the AM one actually. Okay, so I was yeah. like, wow, you know, I had that issue. Well, I had the issue with spike shoes. So actually, these sixes that that are above me, like when I played Buffalo Ridge, Tiger's Place, Payne's Valley. When you go in, I thought they had just waxed the floor. Like I almost did. I was doing figure skating like to the yeah. to the bar. I was like, whoa. But that was with spikes on. So I've worn the Air Max one a lot. And I was like, man, I don't I don't know what Gumby was talking about. And I, you know, I worked all three, all my big trade shows, all of them were in the Air Max one. And it started raining in Orlando like crazy. And uh I almost I almost like did a backflip going into Uncle Julio's in Orlando. <laughs> So when it does get like super wet, yeah, be careful. You yeah. can wear these things off the course, but just right. be be careful. If you got a hard floor and it's it's pretty rainy out there, yes, that stuff. You get a little slick. I, I think that was definitely the the like thing because I'm like I do like wearing them other time. I don't take advantage of it enough, and it's funny because my golf shoe collection is severely outnumbers my actual shoe collection, which is <laughs> quite something. And I still have like. I'm not up on the level as 
there's even you behind you or Blake or Nick or anyone like that, like, or even Keith, but Keith, I mean, I would like to know Keith's number. Cause I think he has more than he lets on. I know he has I more agree. than what he lets I, on. I agree. But Blake, Blake has his beat on the off court stuff. Oh, like my off court stuff. I've been right. slowly offloading or moving on because it's like, Oh, you know what? The only time I really want to show off is when I go golfing nowadays. Yeah, you know? I and have, I buy the six to play basketball. I still play old man basketball every once in a while. So yeah. I still got the six. I got the Sabrina's just came in. Yeah. Uh, you, I you, you, Very uh, nice. Shoot. I think, like, like I said, I have a go fly ease. I've got two seventies and I have blazers. Um, I have a special pair of air max ones that were my wedding shoes. And then I've got some Gatorade ones. And some fives. I'm like, that's all I've really got for like. <laughs> I've got some other like random Syracuse shoes and stuff like that. But like, that's really all I've. They're all Nike, but that's all I've got for like actual shoes. And then I like count, and I'm like, oh, I have 25 pairs of golf shoes. And like, my parents and my friends look at me like I'm fucking crazy. Excuse me. Like, yeah, you could do a different uh, one every single time you play. How many rounds have you gotten in this year? Um. So this is really disgusting, but it's I I save my tape. From my uh, finger <laughs> that I take in my in my truck, and it's fucking. I'm sorry. just gonna count the tape, uh, and I'm just gonna count at the end of the year. There's a good amount in there, so I think I think I got about 40 rounds in this year, which seems crazy. I mean, but like you can count what nine whole leagues you, uh, you play a lot. You play nine whole leagues also league this league. year. Yeah. You can count ten of them, like 10, 18 whole rounds, because uh, I got 20. 20 weeks in of league or something like that. Um, and then I played a, you know, a bunch of weekends and some other stuff. So um, I always like to get to 50. I think 50 is like a good number. Um, I'm sure to see what happens with next year. Just, you know, baby being older and all that stuff and, and all that stuff. But I'll, I'll tell um, you when you got one and they start getting a little bit older at that age, like they're actually less, they're less needy. Uh, and you have, you fall into a rhythm too, like with your partner. You'll be like, okay, you, you'll you'll get you'll get you'll be good. Right. It's from everybody that I've spoken to. It's when they start playing sports, so they start having extra activities. Right. Um, right. You know that's yeah. why the, you know Nick will tell you all about it. You know his oh, kids got travel yeah. baseball and football it's and all too that. Too busy to stuff. even come on the pod. You know, with with football and baseball and basketball and all that stuff. Um, we'll, but, we will catch him in the off season. You know, speaking of Nick and a collab and stuff like that, you know, collabing with people. Let's let's bring in what I would call the king of collabs right now, a man who has been on this show before. We're super excited to have him back. And I think he just got back from a little place called Oregon, Oregon, and, uh, and was out with a little Bo Nix and uh, and some other people. Welcome back to the program. Jordan Rogers, welcome back, my friend. What's up, guys? Uh, I was actually at uh, Colorado, oh, yeah. um, most recently, so that was a little chain. that was an interesting one. Uh, yeah, yeah they, so was, uh, was that the 29 point comeback game? We're not going to talk about that, but no. uh, then Oregon, <laughs> we were we had Oregon as well the week before, so yeah, um. Yeah, appreciate you capturing all of the the exclusive gold colored diamond turfs. Oh yeah, around there. Man, yeah. I was trying. I didn't get a. I was trying to get a like an interview with their equipment manager, but they had a lot going on. So, um, which diamond turf would you want retroed first? Let's just get right into it. Which diamond turf out of all of them do you want first? You've got from this his, is a 
cowboy era, you've got the flame, the 96. Yeah, yeah the 96 Cowboys colors would be, probably be my top top pick. Um, yeah. His son was wearing some interesting ones, some black-white. Um, you know, history will be rewritten with the new renaissance of Dion. I mean, those shoes were, like, sitting on the factory factory store shelves for a long time. Uh, in fact, if I go all the way back to my Nike factory store days in 2008, Dion has lived in Dallas before Colorado, like for like 20 something years. Um, yeah. And he and his family would come into the store and use their, uh, what is it called? Nike Elite. Elite. Thank you, their Elite account. Um, and he actually had even signed with Under Armour and still had like a bunch of credit. So like one day he came in and dripped in Under Armour gear head to toe and just like cleaned out the factory store shelves of all those DT Max 96. So uh, it's having a renaissance now, though. So we'll see. Uh, now, did it sit, though, because it didn't have his logo? Well, because I think even in the 2008, they didn't even do the, the baseball diamond field goal logo right well sorry so not the baseball the baseball diamond one no but um you know look dion has had a major renaissance over the last let's say five years you know he kind of things got really rocky there with the reality show and all that and i think honestly it's it's as a man of faith i, I like seeing what the lord has done in his life i mean i think it's like really cool to see what he's done in the last 10 years he just kind of seemed to like even out know who he is less controversy more just like you know um doing what he does so he's he's truly a man of believing in yourself and if you can take anything from dion it's truly being your most authentic self and not swaying from that based off of perception or um reception or anything like that which i think is just like i don't know we talk about arnold palmer on here a lot and it's like swing your swing and i think he could be almost considered if we have to relate it to golf the mo the modern day arnold palmer about marketing yourself nil all of that stuff and then and being your true like authentic um yeah you know who he you know? reminds me of uh, also just a dallas local lee trevino Ooh, yeah. yes yeah, yeah. lee trevino very yeah. untraditional kicks in the door does it his way loud brash like we'll talk smack but in a good good natured you know way so yeah I love Lee Trevino. Now, the interesting thing is with a lot of professional athletes, especially Dion, you would say, oh, from a young age, you could probably identify that they were athletes, right? Or that they yeah. were born to be athletes. Yeah. I'd argue before he was an athlete, Dion was probably born to be a marketer. Oh, yeah. And the thing yeah. is, you know, the, the primetime persona was created like at a very young age. Like he, uh -huh. he talks about like in college, you know, he was writing out blurbs and bites and, and, and the whole persona was planned. So great marketing guy. Uh, it's like in my, WWE my opinion, almost too, you know, like he had this like scripted, like he said, I think he's talked about, I think you talked about it, Jordan, that like mm. he, he used to like write things down or, or I've seen him write stuff down that like, I'm going to say this line after I do this thing, you know, like, and I think yeah. that is just, it's so unique. Uh, now, speaking of born marketers, mm. <laughs> Jordan, you're a born marketer and I know every marketer loves a sellout, right? That's the goal of every product release. You always want it yeah. to sell out. So we just yeah. had one and it was a collaboration between a man named Michael Jeffrey Jordan mm -hmm. and Travis Scott. Indeed. You, there they are. Oh, right here. Now, oh, some of the interesting things that happened here, Trendy Golf required people to purchase a, they had to hit a 200 yard drive. I think it was 150 for the ladies, yep. 200 for men. 
Uh, yeah. There was reports that the sneakers app was allowing early access if you had bought, bought a golf product in the Nike ecosystem and then also entered the last three Travis Scott raffles. Mm-hmm. Jordan, Not as either. a marketer, how do you feel about, you know, kind mm-hmm. of the gates that have been put in place um, yeah. about the perceived secondary market? I have some hot takes on that as myself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel like that the release is handled? Like, you know, what goes into planning something like this? How do you calculate the numbers? Yeah. Um, the, well, so let's start with sneakers. So the, the big promise that Nike is always trying to offer. And I do think in earnest, uh, we had a lot of meetings about this at Nike, which was like, how do we reward the people who are like y'all, like y'all are dedicated. You all should be getting first access to Nike golf's most coveted product. Um, maybe some of you have deals, maybe some of you don't, you know, but like this, and then probably the people who are listening to this should be the first access people. So I love it for that sense. They're saying, Hey, you've shopped with us. Uh, you love golf. Uh, so we're seeing that you actually have purchased a golf product and then you're a fan of Travis Scott. So like, Hey, that should be who this shoe is for most. Yeah. Uh, so I love that. Um, I think the sneaker shops, look, I've also sat in a lot of sneakers meetings as well. Um, and people don't believe this, but I'm telling you it's true. Nike does not want resellers to get the shoes. Nike wants the shoes to get into the hands of the people who actually, I believe it. Yeah. And so uh, yeah. lose money that way in a sense, you know, there, yeah. Like, it, I, I mean, I know there's probably some secondary effect by like driving the price up and the scarcity and all that, but like, at the end of the day, Nike doesn't want, that's not good for business. And so um, I think it's really clever of these sneaker shops to try to figure out something. If nothing else, think about Trendy Golf. I didn't know who the hell Trendy Golf was two weeks ago. All I've seen is it now it's in my feed constantly. So this stuff is just as much marketing as it is gatekeeping for consumers. And I'm here for it. I think it's great. We've seen it backfire a couple of times. Like I did a story on Tracksmith running, but this seemed to be good natured and in good fun. So I'm here for it. Yeah, I think one of the things that people don't realize is that it, if a shoe sells on the secondary market for $500, mm-hmm. Nike did not make any yeah. profit off of totally. that. So yeah. at, it, the more end users are using them and posting about them and talking about them, that's actually more beneficial to them yep. as well. So yep. I, you also posed a question about Nike positioning Travis Scott in these country club sports, mm-hmm. uh, easiest way yes. to categorize them. So how do you feel about, you know, do you feel like, does it seem like a genuine? Cause like one of my, one of my things, and this might get me in trouble, hmm. the Drake, Drake is a golfer. Drake mm-hmm. grew up golfing with his uncle, but the, the OVO collab just kind of like dropped out of nowhere. No fanfare, no, yeah. no push. And it was, everybody just kind of was like left wondering like, Oh, not the golf this. stuff. The knock this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think this was a better collab. You know, do you think it's into, like, I've seen Travis golf. What are your thoughts about the collaboration or the partnership between the two? Um, so as I put in my broadcast channel, uh, please join at Jordan Rogers, just launched a broadcast channel where I'm dropping little gems on this stuff. Um, I, I mentioned, I think that it's probably strategic. I don't know this, so I don't have insider knowledge about this. I will tell you when I do and when I don't. I uh, have not been involved in any of the Travis Scott conversations, was not involved in them um before i left on this one particularly and so uh i think that it would be smart of his team and of the nike team to align him with these like 
I don't know how to say it other than like they're safe sports, they're clean sports, they're like, you know, they're polished images. Mm. Um, and I find it no coincidence that these have been the last two collab. They had them in the um, tennis with John McEnroe, which is really the best expression of this, I think. And then even him with Brooks, I thought was a pretty good expression, although like um, Travis didn't hit a shot. Yeah, but bad <laughs> boys of the sport. Well, I, I've... Well, Travis does have a golf tournament in Houston, so Travis does have golf golf the, roots. But the funny thing too is Brooks being on this because he's he was the one to wear Nocta as well in a tournament. So I think oh, it's I think Brooks is almost like the gatekeeper of this uh, new fashion side of Nike golf too a little bit as well. Like he's willing to put himself also out there to try new things that allows it to go further than just like Travis Scott on themselves and it, yeah. compared to another golfer, you know, like, I think, my, yeah, Tra I think Brooks is the right, yeah. was the right uh, compliment for this piece. Yeah. Um, and you could tell Brooks is ready for it. He's happy to be the rebel. You know, in this case, he was just, you know, hitting shots. I actually remade that video today. If you have a look out, I'm going to, um, yes. I'm going <laughs> to drop that on Friday or Saturday. So, <laughs> uh that was kind of my nerdy uh content for today but man i don't know i'm here for it I, I i can certainly pick holes in this like do i think it's do i think it's um authentic to either of them not really um i think we've seen the like little photo shoots of them three or four years ago when they're on a golf course here or there but like i don't see them regularly playing the game and not you know Drake obviously has tons of connection to basketball. He's always courtside, you know, like that stuff makes sense to me. Travis, same. Um, but you know, Hey, you, this is how you got to utilize them. Nike's always trying to root the, anything they do in sport. And so I'm not going to nitpick it too much. We get, we get, uh, you know, we get hype, we get golf. Like this is what we've been asking for for years. So no complaints over here. Yeah. Yeah, it's, no, it's funny. Uh, Keith was on, and so he says, "What's up?" And he was on earlier. He had to go to hockey tonight, um, and so he said that he really loves the shoe, um, mm -hmm. as you just held up. That the swoosh isn't technically backwards; it's just going the right way. And so, <laughs> uh, which I think is quite interesting if you think about it, like that. It when you look at it from that oh, side profile, yeah. it is almost, it's going like the right way. So um, I, I think that. The Travis Scott's, all, all of them are pretty cool. They're, they're very limited in, into what you can get. They're very, you know, uh, you see it on shoe shopping with Joe LaPuma and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that, um, that like they're most of the ones that people are wanting to get. Um, so uh, it's pretty cool that it's come into the golf world. I'm excited that they're here. Um, I did not get a pair, but it is okay. We we kind of a lot of us took L's on that one, and that's yeah. that's tough. But you know who took uh you know who takes credit for that swoosh, right? Who? Uh, former San Antonio Spur, Detroit Pistons, oh. Chicago Bull, Dallas Maverick, Los Angeles Laker, Dennis Rodman had a shoe, the Indestruct, that had the yes. backwards. But then yeah. somebody got him on a pod saying that, and then somebody found a shoe from like a decade before that also yeah. had. The swoosh going the quote unquote incorrect way. Yeah. I guess here's my so here's my sad L story mm -hmm. is that um look, I've bought a lot of Nike golf shoes and I'm a very noble consumer. This is me mm -hmm. propping myself up here. Mm -hmm. Um, I have not submitted for the last three three 
Travis yeah. Scott because yeah. not all three spoke to me. Yeah, I've submitted. I love Travis Scott's music. I had a, Good as point. you can tell, I made five reels, like five stories yeah. during that week, just because I loved all the music. I was just yeah. finding excuses to make content with all the. Can we shout out Moonshot, by the way? All right. Yeah. The so, package that Moonshot yeah, put together. Really was just I asked. Uh, I asked Matt how many times it took him to flip the coin to so it landed perfectly in his reel with the with the odds be ever in your favor right before yeah. the drop, and he Indeed. was like, oh, "Not that many." It took eight. It took eight. Four of them flew off the thing. Uh, the other ones just took way too long and just moved around way too much. But yeah, you know, like I would just say, like I like that thought. Just you know, who would apply for every single Travis Scott, whether they liked it or not, and that is the bots. That is the resellers. True. And mm. let me let me just say a little something here about resellers because I I'm in two hobbies where resellers are a problem. Mm. Uh, and let me say this: a lot of you sell to flip another day, or buy another day. I should say it's the newest James Bond uh, movie coming out, mm -hmm. right? I've seen so many people in the forums say, "Hey, I won. What do you think they're worth? Hey, mm, I yeah. won. Uh, I might not wear these." Yeah. Hey, I won. I, I don't know. I could buy a bunch of other shoes with the money I make from this. Yeah. So for a lot of you that are crying when you say, oh, no, resellers got them all. Bots got them all. I, I just wonder how many of you would genuinely keep and wear the shoe and how many yep. of you are, are crying because you, you, you're working a flip. What do you think the percentage is of people that actually would flip and people that would actually wear if they got them? Mm. Yeah, that's a great question. That's on real, on this on this shoe specifically. On this shoe specifically, we'll, we'll, we'll go here. What's the resale on this? Like eight fifty or something right now? I'm gonna look right now. Uh, you are uh, what size are you? Just in case. Eleven. Yeah, Jordan's an eleven. All right, let's take a look. Um, what what in the world? Eight. There's some crazy. Okay, eleven seven. Go ahead. I apologize. If you go wanted on. to sell it right now, you would sell it at seven hundred twenty-five. You'd make about yeah. six hundred bucks. Okay. Yeah, um, you know, it's interesting. I, since I've always had like the employee connection, I never even, I just don't even, you know, like I walked up to Bannon Dunes one time in my Jordan 11 Lowe's and the guy, I walked in the tee box and this dude was like, dude, those are like $1,200 in StockX right now. And I was like, really? <laughs> I was like, are you serious? And I, I didn't realize that. I was like, and I, I did like pause for a second. I was like, should I not be wearing these? And I'm like, whatever. Like, I'm not going to uh, risk my career of a thousand dollars, stupid. But, um, you know, so I'm probably not the best. Uh, I mean, you know, I just think it's so tempting now. People are everybody. There's all kinds of platforms. There's StockX, there's Goat, there's Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace. I mean, you know, there's so many play, places for people to actually take them off your hands. I mean, this is kind of my beef with the sneaker industry over the last... 10 to 15 years in general. I believe that the sneaker market jumped the shark uh, is, is the term that I use, you know, happy days. But I believe the sneaker market like jumped the shark uh, with the Yeezy too. I remember going to a sneaker convention in Dallas, the Kixpo, and I had, you know, I had a local sneaker shop plug like back in the day, which you had to do, you needed to like the manager or whatever. And like, I think, you know, I could get a pair and they were doing, you know, you had to buy $300 extra apparel or something like that, kind of forcing people to buy, you know, extra, which was kind of an old strategy. And I just remember like looking. So you walked around at Kixpo that weekend. If you were wearing them, then you either paid like $1,700 for them 
because they were driving the price up. So normally I didn't really finish that. They basically were charging 1200 to 1700 or 1500 I think, making people buy like $1,000 worth of apparel or something. So you either paid $1,700 for those shoes or you didn't sell them or you got them for retail and you didn't sell them and you passed on 1500 bucks, which in which case, like both ways, you're an idiot in my opinion, you know? And it was just this, like, I now looked at someone and it wasn't like, oh, dang, how'd you get those? It was like, wow, you kind of look like a clown, you know? And I don't know where that flipped. And that's not the case for all shoes, but it's gotten to be that more and more, right? You, you are saying anytime you're wearing this, you're now forfeiting some higher upside. I'll that's never forget. I all my golf shoe collection to my wife is like, hey. But I could possibly flip all good liquid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. even the worn ones still go for good money. Uh, fun yeah. fact I was in San Francisco. I remember on a trip with my wife. Uh, we love San Francisco. And I got the link and I looked at those shoes, those Yeezys. And I said, Oh, I just can't wear an all red shoe at size 13. So I sent the link to a couple friends. Um, this is back when Twitter, you know, the, there were the people that had the backdoor links on Twitter. Shout out yeah. to Jordan. Uh, yeah. Not you, Jordan Rogers. There's another yes. Jordan in New York. Yeah. Uh, very famous on that. But I sent it to them. They got it. And then when I saw the resale, I was like, well, I was an idiot at the time. And that that person actually ended up, their store was closing, retail closure. They're losing their job. And it's a come up for them. And, and in that case, like, you know, I, I think when we talk about resellers, sometimes people, you know, you have to liquidate because, you know, times get tough. So that, that's a reality that some people face. I think the one that we don't like is the, you know, the people that have the warehouses, supposedly. And, and the thing is, like, I still have a very hard time believing that the warehouse full of the brand new drop is all from box. There's no way. It's, yeah, I think it's both. I mean, those kids are hustlers, man. They do bots. They've got a new bot every week. And then they're paying people out of the back door as well. There's all kinds of scams, man. It's wild. Well, and, and since you worked in retail, you know that a majority of retail theft is out the back door, not the front yeah. door. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, totally. So tell us a little bit about your trips out to places. You've really gotten to collab. Your NIL business is, is booming. You're on the you got that broadcast channel. I tuned in the other night. Um, but how are how are you doing with everything and 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 what's been kind of your biggest um you know play lately of, of everything? Yeah, so I do a speaking business where I teach college athletes, college teams really about personal branding, how to work with companies and how to use their platform for good. And so uh, I serve the schools or the collectives who will bring me in to speak to their teams. And, um, you know, it's been a, it's a hard year of entrepreneurship, man. I left a really cool, cushy job at Nike and, you know, trying to pave my own way has been harder, hard, um, harder than I expected to start like i'm you know it's anyway i have you know probably a lot of success in the first year relatively speaking and then it was still at the same time still much harder than i anticipated it would be so the fall is a really busy time when they're actually bringing in speakers so all the relationships that i was making last year which i was kind of thinking oh yeah they'll bring me in next week or next month you know it'll be this will be easy it was like no those are i started talking to colorado before coach prime ever got there so like um, you know, I pitched Oregon um, and Division Street on this concept like months ago, you know, and so we finally it was just like making it. And so all of this stuff is kind of finally coming 
at a similar time. And then, you know, as content goes, when I go to these places and I can film content that is more interesting than me yeah. just sitting in my garage or my house. And so that stuff does well. Yeah. I mean, if you have a garage like that, it's cool, but, um, <laughs> you know, and so that stuff has started to build and then I've done like sideline reporting, you know, from like week one when, uh, Dion was here in Fort Worth and then I happened to go to Lubbock the next week because I do some work with Oregon. So to see Oregon and that was awesome. Te Texas Tech. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Now the schools that are inviting me are like, hey, would you want to shoot sideline like you're doing with those other things? So like it's starting to like do stuff like that. I got to report sideline for Instagram's creators account at yep. Colorado. So now I'm kind of like marrying the two doing the keynotes which I love doing and then shooting content while I'm there. And so the content's kind of growing. So I'm starting to hit a little stride that I'm enjoying. Yeah. And you've hit, I mean, I think you've hit a really great time at both of those schools, prime, obviously at Colorado. And like you said, you started a conversation with Colorado before prime and you got there. Yeah. I mean, and just Colorado making that play for him has just changed everything. I have, my best friend lives in Denver. So like been up to a game in Boulder before beautiful, beautiful campus. Um, and then Bo Nix being in the conversation with with uh, Oregon for Heisman and the Bo campaign for Heisman, almost another you know homage to Bo knows uh, from from uh, <clears throat> why can't I think of his last name? Oh my God, please help me out. Well, Bo Jackson, Bo, Bo Jackson, thank you. Uh, yeah, oh my Bo God, yeah, it is late. It's late here, guys. I'm sorry, yeah. um, but I think you've hit that that really i wouldn't say good timing because i think you work hard and and, and timing you know yeah. goes to people that work hard but i think it, it's been uh beneficial to you which is great and then to see you leverage that into your content has been just really cool and yeah and everything and so the, the collabs keep on coming because yeah. they're great and now you're collabing with swoosh life which is awesome Even better, yeah you know we're happy yeah. so so you've talked about this little mini pivot kind of, or, or maybe it wasn't, uh, you probably didn't plan it to be as big. The content creation probably is as the keynote speaking. How do you see the business scaling in the future? Do you, you think you'd ever dabble into representation or anything uh, like that? Almost went into representation. I basically spent the whole summer thinking about representation and uh, even had like legal paperwork drafted up. And it ultimately just felt like it's not, it's not, it's not my highest and best contribution. Uh, I think that I can help those athletes. I still haven't fully cracked the code, but representation. So marketing agents uh, are actually like endorsement deal brokers. Mm -hmm. And they're not actually, I feel like marketing agent is maybe not the right term for them. They're like, they're brokers of deals, you know, they're deal brokers. And so, there's this pull because of the naming, like marketing. Oh, I'm into marketing. I'm a good marketer. They actually, my time at Nike, one of my big criticisms was those marketing agents actually don't know crap about marketing. Um, and what I've realized is they're, they're deal brokers and there's a real value for that. Um, but what I'm really good at then is like branding and then marketing that athlete, doing content for that athlete, trying to like build that athlete and then finding those deals that would align with them from a brand perspective. But I'm probably more value on the brand. But the only way you make money on that is when you get dollar amount. And so I think there's actually misincentive structures in this where you're incentivized to just take the highest cash because the agent only gets paid on the cash. And so if he says you'd like to think they all have integrity and say, hey, 
this isn't really right for you. It's a big bag, but like we think, you know, it won't help you long term. I actually was just not in a position financially after a year in entrepreneurship, crushing my savings account like this for me to then start over and go, okay, I'm going to take L's for another year or so with athletes and particularly in American football where I have most of my connections. Those athletes take three years to get to the league. And so anyway, long-winded way of saying I was pretty close. Representation is not for me. I'm happy to work with representation. I want to work with athletes, but um, that's not where the business is going. The business is keynote speaking, doing workshops with colleges and corporations. So I think to answer your question is to expand more into corporations. So I love speaking to corporate groups. Uh, and in some ways, the audience is more primed and ready. Like if they're leaders who are in, interested in investing in their career, trying to grow, trying to understand who they are within the workplace, how they can have a deeper impact on their team. Um, sometimes they're a little more mature than a 19 year old. Um, yeah. And so there's, I, I adjust the two for both. Um, so that's the business. The, uh, you know, I have these workbooks actually, I'll show you. That's a good I actually, I'm hoping one day that Jordan actually puts these like in a, in a store. I can't wait to like, just buy these books to like help fund. I know. I want one of these. <laughs> They're on my website. Jordanrogers.xyz. Can we buy these? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. They're on my website. Um, you know, it's meant to be, I wrote it so that they can be self-guided, basically teach you about personal branding, how to get to know yourself, how to understand your story so you can have a deeper impact on others. Uh, I think there's a potential to like expand this into more of a self-sustaining book where you don't need the keynote quite as much, but um, this was fun. And then I launched a course. I'll say the last thing is, so I do keynote speaking, marketing, consulting, and then content. And so this kind of feeds off the content, which is I built an online workshop on how to get a job in sports marketing. So if you go to how to get a job at nike.com, yep. I bought the domain name and uh, because it's the number one question I get asked in life. And so uh, if all of, you know, if your listeners out there wanting to know how to get a job at Nike, 90, they can go. I have a lot of bunch of free resources on my site or for 97 bucks, you can take all the major wisdom that I put in there, the agencies to work with, the hacks, the, you know, workarounds. It's about an hour long course. And so I hope I want the courses and the, you know, workbooks and stuff like that to be working in the background. Yeah. I think one of the things that people don't, especially like as a young athlete, I don't think when you're building a brand or building your own self brand, there are resources like yourself that are invaluable. And and at 19, this, this analogy probably won't work, but any homeowner will understand that. Yeah. I could pay for the cheaper plumber, uh, but he might have to come back two or three times to finish the job. But I might have to pay triple for the plumber to show up once, turn one knob, be done in 10 minutes and be like, you know, and some people will be like, wait, I paid for 10 minutes, 300 bucks. And the plumber will be like, no, you paid for 30 years of experience. Yeah, yeah. bro. You're actually, I've literally made that mistake in my homeownership in the last two years. So <laughs> you're hitting the nail on the head. Well, but when you're an entrepreneur, uh, too, you got to save every penny. <laughs> exactly. That's the I mean, uh, I, I ran into that with my car this past weekend. So I've been, I've been. I work in college athletics. I got to get your thoughts on, on this NIL deal that has happened before we get into fire or tired. Okay. We're calling it. I thought it was wired, but I made that mistake earlier on the show. Yeah. Uh, Utah gave all of their scholarship players 
uh, I believe Ford F one fifties in part of an Dodge NIL Ram. deal. I feel bad Dodge for the Ram. scholarship players yeah. right now, but I need to know your thoughts on this uh, deal that has gone down um, in uh, in Utah. Well, the bar just got raised, yeah. um, and so they all got Dodge Ram trucks and val- valued, I believe, at an MSRP of sixty eight thousand or eighty six thousand. And so they're all on leases year to year. Uh, I really just think this is like the arms race continues. So, uh, hey, um, Oregon, UCLA, USC, your move. Uh, you know, um, Nick Saban can go come here or not if you want to go to the NFL. Kirby Smart can probably do that at Georgia. Um, you know, USC and UCLA have the Los Angeles advantage, so they can say come here if you want to be amongst the stars. But for everybody else, uh, a car is now going to be table stakes. Um, yeah. You know, that's always my favorite deal in the history of college athletics. Players have been getting cars for 50 years, yeah. but um, now it's legal. Now yeah. it's legal. Uh, but man, and it's legal. Well, know? okay. Let me, let me give you my take on that. So uh, about a year ago, we started having these all team NIL deals, $25,000, $50,000, different ones. Yeah. I actually think we're going to start moving away from that. So let's take, with that one, I was like, let's take these trucks, $60,000 for the year, uh, one to 50 on the players. Maybe that's $3 million. I don't know. My math isn't great, but, uh, so one to, so 50 to 51 to a hundred, are you really going to spend another three mil on, uh, a bunch of, you know, the back, like the back half of the roster, you could take that three mil, go get you a five-star quarterback plus a couple of good defensive ends. You could buy a whole offensive line for three mil. Like, I just think they're going to stop like this whole all for one and one for all is not the way the world works. Um, There's this whole like boomer mentality. That's like, Oh, well, it's not fair for everybody. Well, you know what? Screw 51 through 99. That's the way the the world works, bro. There's always been a star. The star has always got preferential treatment. If you want that treatment, be a star, you know, do something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think it's interesting bar raise. We're going to see more insanity and idiocracy. We'll start seeing houses. We'll start seeing apartments, condos for players that are already happening, but they'll start doing team wide deals in an entire apartment complex yeah. or something. But I think then there'll be blowback on like, Hey, why are we investing all this in the 51 through 100 on the roster? Let's put that money to use. Yeah, it's I, quite interesting. You did hit the number close. It was it was three point three million. Yeah, yeah okay. Right. I uh, I come at Syracuse the where I'm live and everything like that and went to school is a is a much smaller uh, market of things and I'm on the Cuse Athletic Fund and I'm not at privy to speak on on not Cuse Athletic Fund. I'm on the Cuse Advisory Board Fan Council, uh, and I signed an NDA, so I'm not going to speak on things, but. There is uh, a general knowledge of this one tailgate called the Syracuse tailgate um, for one of the athletes crews. But that is the only thing that I can see all of our fans getting behind is this one tailgate, not other things, because he's not getting big deals from car companies. But this group of fans is supporting him through a tailgate and they're selling shirts and stuff like that. And I'm like, that's the max of what we get. I hear the radio commercials and stuff like that, but in small markets, like Dino, who is the head football coach here at Syracuse, Dino Babers, has said that like 
they need to start figuring out their depth because that is where the portal is is where you're gonna like win is now in the portal and depth and stuff like that and they just can't and they finally common knowledge again Syracuse finally signed with a collective um to help with that like and something that is a a more broader collective that like help other schools as well um but it's just you're going to get into these power conferences that it's the same. I mean, we already seen it with, with realignment in, in schools, but you're going to start seeing some of these smaller schools that don't have the budgets, even though like, I know some of the players will say they have the budgets, but like inner workings of stuff and how you actually manage, you know, things and you, you have to pay for non, you know, for the Olympic sports and the non-revenue sports and all that stuff, like how it actually like affects things. And, um, I just think that like NIL can be such a positive, but it can also cause a lot of rift into uh, into parity in college sports, which I think is going to be unique to see how people get creative on how to. Uh, Let's fire up some takes. Uh, I will. I can see that. I would yeah. say Olympic sports and all that have right. been riding the coattails of football oh, yeah. and basketball for too long. This was and, Matt's point earlier okay. this year. He made this and th- shoved it down my throat, and I, I know, fired well, back at him. Here's what I would say. Great organizations like Syracuse, who I'm sure are great, uh, say we love Olympic sport. We love our swimmers. We love women's sports especially. We love all these. Let's find out how much they love it when they have to pay for it. And I think for years they've been able to like Syracuse probably on their basketball team for all yes. that revenue from ticket sales, all those players that have not earned a freaking penny and yeah. they have, they have taken all of it. They then build the lazy rivers around their locker rooms. They put HD TVs in every locker. They do all of this stupid S to like basically show that they're in the red and not in the positive because college athletics for whatever reason, doesn't have to manage their finances in the way that a normal business actually would. Yeah. And so they uh, have for too long basically been funding all of these other sports through football and, and basketball. Yeah. So I would love to see how much they love these sports when they have to pay for it. And they have huge endowments. They'll be able to afford it, I'm, I assure you. But um, I also would just say I Syracuse – with their basketball, they will figure out a collective. And I would say they're just going to have to start making decisions. Do you want to be a basketball school right. or do you want to be a football school? Like, well, it's, I, it's, yeah. yeah, it's funny. And sorry to cut you off, but we had this one donor and I'm sure you've heard of him. His name is, Adam I have, Richman. yeah. yeah. Uh, and basketball guy, right? Yeah. And uh, he was on Selling Sunset yeah. on the Netflix show. Mm. I don't know how that happened, but you know, and he's bought times with Dave Portnoy on this pizza review and, and stuff like that. Well, the chancellor said, I don't like what you do. Um, and cause he was bringing Tom Brady and he was bringing Edelman and, and Josh Allen to the games sitting courtside, bringing, you know, celebrities to games. That's money. That's revenue. That's entertainment. And he said, I don't like that. And Weitzman's out. And so your biggest donor from yeah, it's ridiculous. just, I know, mean, well, that's the thing. Miami's dealt with it too. So John Ruiz is like a supposed billionaire. Yes. Um, and, you know, he's gotten a lot of trouble recently and uh, or he's, you know, got some accusations against him from like the SEC or whatever. And so 
that is the double-edged sword here of college athletics now. Your boosters, now that it is above board, you can't just have those handshake deals. You got to be, you're doing business with like, you know, real, uh, you know, business people on the, on the up and up. And so it's a bummer that the chancellor made that decision because this is what you're going to have to have if you actually want to participate in high level of college athletics these days. I agree. So I agree. one of the things about Gumby's and I disagreement, cause I, I, I always kind of like my <laughs> mind goes fast track to the future. Right. And I guess this is my question. Gumby's talked about power conferences. We've talked about now having to not fund the Olympic stuff, like keep the money where, where the donors want the money. Do you see a future where eventually basketball and football, they break off as semi-pro teams and they're just owned by the university. And, and the, the way that I kind of position it is uh, Dr. Amir Bose was an MIT graduate. He left the majority of the Bose company, which I know you just got some sick headphones from, sir. Uh, my preferred portable speaker company of choice. I, I love the sound revolve Indeed. and the sound link and the sound link micro would be fantastic. Cause I don't have that new one, but anyways, he I left it to MIT way to shout out Bose. Do you see a, a future where the, the university owns the, a, a semi pro team and then they could properly pay these athletes, you know? Absolutely. I think that's where we're headed with football. I think you'll yeah. have top 30, top 32 teams of like relegation and, it'll finally be what we've always known it is, which is professional sports. Right. Um, and yeah. though we won't be able to, we won't have to play this charade that this is amateur sports, it's professional <laughs> sports. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think that will be it. And then basketball, maybe eventually we'll do that. Although the NCAA makes a billion dollars a year with a B on the March yeah. Madness tournament. So I don't know that that one go, but, um, and I don't, there's not, there's actually only, I also, anyway, I have my suspicions on how they. <laughs> I love this, this, but like, we, we there's, got into the there's, only, here. <laughs> there's only a handful of of basketball schools who actually make money. Um, it's not that many, uh, to be honest. You know, it's your Kentucky's, Kansas, your North Carolina, Duke, but um, I actually well, even also in football, think even in football, yeah. some of these teams go into these like third tier, fourth tier bowl games. Like, True. you know, we had Northern Illinois here in, in the Chicagoland area. They, they went and they're like, yo, we can't send the band. Like, it's just legit. Right. Like, we just can't afford to send, I mean, you know, I was the, the trumpet players. I was a Syracuse cheerleader for a year and I traveled on the, on the charter to Washington. We went to Washington, went to Akron, I went to Tampa and, and I loved it. It was a cool experience. But it was just the cheerleaders and all that. I'm seeing the cheer squad this year fly on different flights, taking connecting flights just to get to games, not going on the plane on the charter. And it's like that to me is a stupid and more expensive, and b just like a commitment to just like we're not going to send cheer next, we're going to cut cheer, like all of that stuff. Because it's 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 at some point in time, like you said, Jordan, it's going to be you have to pay for these teams out of your own pocket and it, unfortunately for schools of a lower statue not like a, a private institution or a small private institution versus like a state school you're going to start seeing those cuts come into like the smaller things you know and yeah so. well but i mean look i went to a i went to an unnamed basketball game here it was a city it was here in dallas neither team were locals and dude they had their freaking cheer squad. They had the drum line. They had the dancing ramblers. They had like 
And I was just looking at like, there was, I was sitting behind the bench and there's like 15 players here. There is a coaching staff of freaking 17 coaching yeah. staff. There are interns. There are like photo people. 30 there are, administrators. Exactly. And I'm just yeah. like, they are all here on the company oh, yeah. dime on the backs of these players. Now they provide, the school provides resources. The school has to coordinate the games and the tournaments and all that. So I'm not like saying that they need, the players should get a hundred percent, but like we're taking this whole show on the road yeah. because we don't have to pay them anything. And when that start, when the rubber actually hits the road, it's, it's not reality. It's a fucking fantasy land. Excuse me. It's a ridiculous <laughs> fantasy. No, don't worry. Land. We throw the E on the podcast. It, for okay. Good. Yeah. Well, it's not the way that the world works. I'm an entrepreneur now. Like it, this is not the way business works. Yeah, if, it's, right. if something loses money, you don't do it. Like, or you have to pay people a fair wage. Like anyway. So, so to circle yeah. back that point, yeah. I, I, I want to circle that back. Cause it's almost like uh, the marketing negotiation for Utah. I saw as this is the way I pictured it. Uh, you don't have any five stars. Uh, you, you don't have anybody that's worth the three mil. So maybe the best way is to work out a deal with Dodge. Now you get, we get your name out there and for Dodge, this is, you know, I, I don't know how much they foot of the bill and how much was the dealership and, and all the inner workings, but maybe that's the way for, you know, as Gumby said, some of these like kind of middling uh, programs, you know, Utah shows up every once in a while in a, in yeah. a big bold game. They usually have a good program, but they're usually filled with, that's when they have the teams filled with above average really good three-star, maybe yeah. a four-star every once in a while, right? Boise State did that for a long time. You know, like, I think, so to your point, Gumby, earlier, you asked about parity. Mm -hmm. I actually think NIL increases parity. And I think the reason this year, so like Pac-12, all of a yeah, sudden yeah. the Pac-12 like was dissolving and all of a sudden now Pac-12 is one of the best conferences in the, right. in the country. It's because all of a sudden Colorado has a Shadur Sanders and a Travis Hunter and all these because they can afford to bring, they can buy essentially, let's call it what it is, those players yeah. and that coach. Um, now Utah can just, they have one, all it takes is one crazy booster. It's like the Yankees right. for years in baseball. You just need yeah. one crazy owner to pay the thing. And then, and so like Utah now, they had a crazy booster who said $3 million. So it was between the dealership and this other company who they wrapped the car in, mm -hmm. um, who's like an NIL you know, I don't know, app or something. And so they all footed the money for it. And now they, they'll get some players out of that. And I think you're right. It'll be three, four stars. Maybe it's not your five star, but um, I think it increases the parity and I'm here for it. I so gotcha. I still haven't seen, and this will be kind of the last one. And then I've got a great segue. So trust me. Yeah. Really <laughs> yeah. uh, I, hit, I hit one earlier. I yeah. You, you had a fantastic one in the beginning. It was great. But uh, you know, with the with the five star, I still have not seen. So we're a few years into this now. I've still not seen the five star mm -hmm. big time deal that kind of breaks the landscape, right? Like everything thus far has yeah. just been like what we've su suspected has been happening, just yeah. just out and out in front, right? Do you yeah. feel that we have not seen because we we won maybe not don't Caleb Williams is not that transcend, you know, it's it's, it's not a transcendent star basketball yeah. they only stay for a year so there's nobody worth like locking in big time money or do you feel like they need more people yeah. like you educating these kids and these kids just haven't been able to you know crack the nut or get that opportunity right where they get the mega deal well i would tell you they're getting the mega deal it's just not reported because it's through hmm. a collective yeah so there's quarterbacks who are making one to million dollars depending on where you read and what you do yeah i think Shador so like the kid right. at tennessee 
Shadur's with it. So we also are, we have to talk about two separate things. What everybody thought NIL was going to be was like the local chicken wings pace would pay you to do hold up the chicken sandwich and like promote it. What we realized was, and everybody thought they could punt and the businesses would pick up the slack. Well, guess what? The chicken wings place can't pay you what your value actually is to the university. Yeah. And so the boosters and the collectives have come in to fill that gap. They're the ones who are paying you a million to $4 million for the top rated quarterbacks. And that stuff is not yeah. externally. So that's why we're not seeing it because it's happening, but no business is really stepping in to actually pay. They're, they're not worth that yet. Um, except for the very select few, like a Caleb Williams, who's getting some big deals, but um, you know, nothing earth shattering because it's a big risk for corporations at I mean, this level. Caleb was in a Wendy's commercial. I think that's the biggest like one that I have seen. The other He's been one, in everything, Doctor Pepper, Tra yeah, Travis Etienne and Trevor Etienne, right? Tra uh, I think it's Trevor. Uh, his brother in a Chipotle commercial is another like one that I've seen. I'm a Jaguars fan, so that's why. But yeah, I think it's, it's interesting. I, I in one of the things I saw one of the uh, boosters at at Syracuse go, "Oh, we're big soccer fans. Yeah, we needed some furniture moved. We've paid some of the players to come move the furniture because you're doing a service for somebody, and like you can just do that now. You know, it's not it doesn't have to be like promoting. And pay them a hundred grand to move, to move some sofas. Do a service and and whatnot. And I love that. Yeah, term. it's it's at a it's at a premium. So yeah. speaking of players that don't get paid, I wanted to circle back to the Ryder Cup from a few weeks back because there's been some there was some discussion uh, that there was a rift in the locker room that some people didn't want to wear a hat. Uh, a good save, saying that it wasn't for the it was for the tan lines at a wedding. I like that. <laughs> That was good. Who but it's married on a Monday. Come on, man. Look, I've been a big proponent of people getting paid. And, and, and the reason why is because like when we look at the Ryder Cup, right? And people's people will, you know, kind of that boomer generation, as Jordan has alluded to, will be like, Well, you should be proud to represent your country and you should do it for free and you shouldn't have to wear your sponsors. And it's like, okay, but wait, somebody paid for the TV rights, right? To to for just for administrative work to put it on. And I'm not saying that those uh, to Jordan's point, I'm not saying that the PGA should not get paid to put on the Ryder cup, but for the players who we are all watching for, who are putting on the show to not make a dime, not be allowed to wear their own sponsors. I feel is like, a, it's a, it's a little, little silly, right? Well, Ralph ridiculous. Loren has paid PG the PGA to be yeah. the official clothing, right? It's ridiculous that one cup is allowed and one cup isn't because they get paid for a president's cup and they don't get paid for the Ryder cup. But I would almost, argue that the Ryder Cup is more prestigious than a President's Cup. You know? Yeah, I agree. Oh, so. uh, you know, I, I saw some of this. I I could go back and forth on it. But yeah, I think anytime now it's been commercialized, it's gotten big. The players should have some percentage of that. And that's why the look, guys, that's why the sport that we love so much is in this terrible quagmire. Uh, why Live was able to disrupt because the PGA is a broken organization and they're all mercenaries and they don't actually have you know a good they don't have a good players union type thing and so yeah i'm with you i don't know that that one's gonna get solved anytime in the near near future but we'll see we're gonna find out what people's appetite really is for golf with this yeah, it was just and all it that, was yeah. wild that I agreed with Patrick Cantley on something, <laughs> but at least I agreed with him in a timely manner. So that's my parting shot on that. And now it is time for a new segment. We have a marketing guru here. This segment is called "Fire or Tired." Uh, you're the, again your insights. If people are not following you, 
LinkedIn, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, fantastic content, especially when it comes to the world of collaborations. We've got a list and we just, you know, if you want to expand, you can expand or you can just say, yep, this is a fire collaboration or this is a tired concept, tired collaboration. So yeah. first one we've got just launched Adidas and Bathing Ape. Yeah, we don't talk launched about a little some Stan Smiths with Kilties. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Okay, I'm just I'm just gonna be I'm just probably because I'm a hater here and I'm a Nike Homer, but I'm gonna call it tired. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. there's no authenticity to this. Like, it's just throw the camo and the the babe, you know, logo. Uh, maybe you can make that case for Travis, but um, I just I don't know. Give me, I'm I'm calling it tired. And yeah. and I didn't like the way they they launched it with their basketball player. Like, they didn't have anybody. I don't know. It's clever, but it just it just kind of was a miss for me. Yeah, the, the the Instagram launch ad was just like kind of you know questioning like oh we're really doing golf now all of a sudden like as a surprise like ah. yeah yeah all right uh joggers on the golf course fire or tired <laughs> uh I don't want to play this game I mean I <laughs> okay we'll go all marketing like the, the rest of the way we'll, we'll get... showed off the other no day. like look uh yeah our baggy pants are back in style you know um tapered leg or not the, the you know or not the move anymore um but you know I don't like playing the Fashion. fashion game <laughs> you know we i don't like people it's all in the name of new consumption so all right yeah. love it uh reebok signing Shaq and iverson to run their basketball division their first uh signee and i yell angel reese that's right fire or tire okay. uh i'll go angel reese fire Shaq and ai tire um yeah. look whatever they're paying AI is not enough because he is single-handedly he's, I know it's amazing. I know that he got like a great one and he, they put it in some trust and all that. I've, I've read about it, but they're not paying him enough because he has single-handedly kept that brand relevant for yeah. the last 25 years. So those are all the rage in middle school basketball. In my Hell yeah, they were the, the answer. I mean, look, yeah. they're amazing, but They've literally not done a thing in 20. I don't know. Like, they have not done anything else. Literally nothing. They went hard on CrossFit and then changed their own logo. Remember You're right. That? CrossFit they, was actually. CrossFit was big for them. CrossFit was their, their move. And then they lost the plot on that one. And totally. No Bull has now taken up that um, space. Yeah. No so, Bull also in the NFL Combine as well, which is Indeed. Big, you know? Yeah. Check TikTok. my TikTok. I did a video on it. Yeah. And uh, the No Bull are from guys who were designing it. At, at Reebok. So um, I think it's a figurehead move. I know Shaq has an NBA. I think it's interesting. Um, today we saw Skechers announce that they're signing Embiid and others. So I think you're going to continue to see people trying to gobble up this basketball pie. Uh, and I'm, I, I like competition. So in that sense, I think it's fire. I think it's a little tired, like going back to the Shaq and the Iverson. Well, just, constantly so yeah i'd like to see what they end up doing like is she just gonna wear their retros or is she gonna like create yeah. a women's can silhouette she, can she wear it in no. season no yeah so it's good point so yeah i'm i'm actually after i eat tonight i'm gonna do a video on this but uh you know she'll be an off-court retro person yeah. in their ads i think it's clever and cool that they're doing with Shaq with the lsu connection to me that's like an authentic connection i think that's really cool um how much le how, you know 
how much legs they can actually get with this, I don't know. I'm, I got to tell you, I'll be pretty skeptical. And I bet you Angel, unless Reebok really shows up with the bag when she goes to the W, like she'll let the yeah. Nike or Adidas. We saw this with Aaliyah Boston. Under Armour went all in on her. Yeah. And she signed with Adidas when she went to the W. So these NIL deals are good to get you in with the athlete early. But at the end of the day, it's going to be who's coming correct with the cash when they go to the league. So absolutely speaking, love anyway, speaking of the W I real think quick. fire on the angel signing. Yes. Speaking on the W real quick, uh, aces 70 Liberty 64 with a minute left in the third, fourth game of the series. Yeah. Aces good. Uh, aces are just stacked. Yeah. Yep. Oh, uh, 67 with a minute left. 67, 70. So we'll keep you updated. Yeah. If we're still on. I love, uh, absolutely love are they uh, on three, one. Yeah, uh, two one, and it's a five game set series. So that's right. Could that's right. Aces Go could um, win it tonight if Liberty come back and somehow win it? Then they would be the first team to possibly go uh, win it if they won the third, fifth game after being. Yeah, they've looked pretty overmatched by yeah. the Aces. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I've got. Um, Go ahead, Matt. So Sorry. We, we, no, no, you're fine. We got two more, and I absolutely love. Uh, Jordan does not do anything incorrectly, y'all. Whether it's marketing or grilling, I noticed he uh, preheated the grill properly. He uh, brushed the grates after a proper preheat, put whatever he put on, and then he had a timer. If he, That's what you heard was his timer go off because he's going by time. So time technique, I love it. Absolutely love it, Jordan. All right, that's this right. is in, in the golf space here, but it's not apparel or footwear related. It is the TaylorMade times Red Bull F1 edition, the sport of the moment that everybody's jumping on. Um, uh, it, I'll give my F1 thoughts later, Gumby. We, we had a chance, but later on but taylor made and red bull what do you think about that collab uh i think it was interesting you know i saw him promoting it i thought it was clever um from a marketing standpoint you know it probably makes sense people who consume f1 are probably a little more affluent uh they are you know probably in that golf space um you know, my guess would be that some leader at TaylorMade is really into F1 and like push this hard. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that there's actually I can make a real strategic reason for it, but I love TaylorMade. I think they're on fire. I play TaylorMade. Um, I may be going to the oh, at some point in the next couple months. So I love everything they're doing. Um, yeah. But out Ollie it's an I, interesting I, one. I'm here for it. I'm yeah. like, again, same as Travis, as golf nerds like us who've been fiending for just anything or any point of relevance for the last 15 years. I'm here for all the oversaturation of the golf yeah. market. We got to get Ollie on the pod. We got to yeah, get Ollie Ollie's been, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And we wish you good health, Ollie. Glad to yes. see that you're, you're recovering. Um, so we're going to let you eat in a little bit. We got one more and then we'll do our sign off and then we could hang out a little bit here. Uh, the last one is there's going to be a kind of the match. Uh, two more to, at the match F1 edition. Uh, are you going to watch? I think it's Max Homo, Ricky Fowler, along with some F1. Yeah, all drivers. the all the full swing guys versus all the drive to survive guys. Pretty yeah. Much. I again, I'm here for it. I think it's clever. Like the if you watch full swing, you've probably watched Drive to Survive. Um, I love those style. Of I do too, dude. The freaking Drive to Survive is so good. I've been in since one, and I remember like it got me. I remember being like, uh, oh, they don't have Ferrari and Mercedes. I, I wasn't like deep in F1, but I knew that Ferrari and Mercedes were the two, yeah. you know, and I was like, oh, they don't have either. This is probably gonna be pretty lame, but I'll give it a shot. And I was just like completely hooked. And then Gunther stole your heart. 
they yes. <laughs> well, and then they got and then they got Mercedes and Ferrari, and yeah. it's just like it's so freaking good. Uh, yeah. I love that show. Go ahead. Uh, I will say the good thing about the Beckham Red Bull. Doc. If you haven't seen the Beckham doc yet, we're talking yeah. Netflix now. Beckham doc, really good so far. Uh, one shout out, one piece of genius on the F1 thing is that the F1 thing is moving product that's at the end of its life cycle. So it gives you a, another breath of life into the Stealth 2 and the and the, their current golf ball selection. So it's, it's another reason to kind of move some product here in what we would call the off-season for golf. So last I think Gumby's got fire, the last one. Last fire or tired. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. <laughs> you could only see that smirk, everybody listening. Got to be on YouTube. Uh, I've got my, I've got my, um, <laughs> Matt, you might be, yeah, I got my thermometer here. Um, Not playing around. Um, fire. I mean, I think it's smart on both their parts. To be honest, I well, I don't know. I mean, what the marketer in me or the human in me? I mean, <laughs> I guess the question is, do you believe that this is uh, genuine or is this uh, planned? Um, she's in her athlete era now. Yeah, I think. Look, I think this benefits Travis more than anyone. I think yeah, Travis he, is the master. Out. He's the master maestro. She's look. I don't actually. She's a master manipulator of culture as well. So, yeah. I think. This is to me is like, um, I'll just give you, I don't know. I'm not going to make this about me, but like, <laughs> I think this is like something they would do otherwise. Like to me, that's the best stuff. A lot of the stuff that I do, like I was telling you earlier, the content that I do is like something I would already be doing and I'm just going to like have fun with it and put it on the internet. To me, I think them, like they might like each other. They think they're cute. They both have huge platforms. And so like more Travis than anyone, she hasn't really said anything about it. Yeah. Travis is going to go on his podcast and be like, man, I'll call Taylor Swift. Like, yo, I need to check out Taylor Swift. So I think it started kind of as a little joke with him. And then it's just morphed into, and it's benefited him more than anything in the world yeah. and the NFL. So, I mean, and he's been, I mean, obviously too, like he's been, he added a, lot, a bunch more, um, commercials and brand deals pre-Taylor, like, because obviously they've filmed that uh, much in, more in advance. Um, so I think he's just getting himself out there. And and New Heights is maybe we can collab with New Heights sometime or something like that. He was uh, always, I mean, look, I got to work with him at Nike. He was an amazing human. I always thought he was both underutilized from us and everyone else. I mean, yeah. he's this super swaggy, really nice, thoughtful, smart, uh, charismatic, stylish, a really good freak athlete, you know, and there's no reason why he shouldn't be one of the most marketable athletes in the league. Right. And so I love, I just think this is a long time coming for him and uh, I'm absolutely here for it. I love seeing what he's doing. Awesome. Awesome stuff, Jordan. Uh, we appreciate you joining this amid your dinner time and your busy schedule. Uh, very happy you could jump on. You know, we needed had to talk about Travis Scott. We had to talk about Travis Kelsey. We had to talk about um, all things golf and NIL and, and Travis Hunter and and Travis yeah. and we you know the, the was, trifecta. Yeah, just a great um, great conversation with you. We always appreciate you coming on. Um, remember, as we close up this show, remember to become a supporter of the podcast. 
by going to podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash the swoosh life. And we're on the road to 1500. Jordan's going to help us get us there. We're giving away a print from Nomad Customs. We still have those to go out. Uh, it's in the back if you're watching on YouTube. 1,500 followers. We're like 30 away. So come on. Let's get there. Let's do this giveaway. Get us to the next level to uh, 2,000 on the horizon, maybe 5,000. You never know what will happen. Um, and uh, yeah, Matt, what we got? Wait a minute. I've got this from my friends at Case Golf. This is their Halloween edition driver head cover from last year made out of a durable PVD. We've, If you followed my page, you know that I've partnered with them uh, quite a few times. I want to give this away as a Halloween treat at the end of the podcast here. So I am not going to post this on Instagram. If you are listening to this podcast and you've made it this far, I want you to DM me. And uh, Jordan, you pick you pick the secret word. Uh, Jordan, go ahead, pick the secret word. Chicken, chicken. I thought he was gonna go Travis. To be quite honest, <laughs> DM chicken. me chicken. First person to DM me chicken gets this. I love that head cover right there. From I already know it's gonna be, but that's okay. Uh, which I love you, right? So I still need to get your stuff. He's got something for me. I gotta get him stuff. But uh, Jordan, any last uh, plug for you guys um, and, and your brand? Perseus doing great stuff. You, you're doing great stuff. Um, any any other things that you want to talk about before we sign off here? Just follow your boy at Jordan Rogers, J-O-R-D-A-N-R-O-G-E-R-S on Instagram. Join the broadcast channel where I'm dropping these marketing insights on an almost daily basis. And you can follow me on TikTok at Jordan Rogers 2626. That's fire. So. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Matt, any final words as well? Words of wisdom? Uh, there's no way to follow up Jordan Rogers. So I know. We're either. Out. So uh, for the Switch Life Podcast, Keith was here earlier. Jordan, Matt, myself. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Make sure to go follow us on Instagram at the Swoosh Life Podcast to stay up to date on all things swoosh. And if you have any questions, comments, or business inquiries, please email us at theswooshlifepodcast at gmail.com. And lastly, give us a follow or review and become a supporter of the podcast at anchor.fm backslash theswooshlife backslash support. Thank you all for listening. See you in the next one. Checks over stripes, yeah, that's what I like, yeah, that's what we like, yeah.